Kimelo Mutine on SAFM. So, the news came in uh, a couple of months ago where the minister had uh, promised that the house where Mama Winnie Mandela was living in in Brantford would be refurbished. I think it was in 2017 would be refurbished and it will be open as a museum. Well, we have now have it ready. And he actually was right on time because he had said around November uh, at this at the end of this year, the museum will be ready. Will be ready. It is now ready. Asanda Magdala joins us now on the line and she's a spokesperson of the Department of Arts and Culture. Thank you so much for joining us, Asanda. And we do apologize for keeping you waiting. It's an absolute pleasure, Pamela, and I'm so glad to have the opportunity to engage with you and to the listeners of this, the CFM. This really is a good story, isn't it, Asanda, that finally we have this house restored, we have this house people now able to, to walk in, have access to it as a museum. When will it finally be open for the, pe- for the public to go through? As, as we stated in uh, the statement we issued earlier this week, um, I'll see um, what has been completed is uh, the structure, yeah. the construction. Now, we do know that um, when we talk about the structure, we talk about the actual house and we talk about the clinic that was um, close to the house um, in, uh, that Mama Winnie lived in. But um, that clinic was bombed at a certain time. So the, the, the refurbishing, the rebuilding all of that has now been complete. What is to be done now is just to ensure what are the features that are going to go to that museum. What are some of the pieces that are going to be displayed? And they have to be curated by an expert. Mm-hmm. For example, you remember that each time you see the picture of Mama Wini standing um, along the fence in that house, there used to be a beetle in the background. Now, it would be perfect mm. if you could somehow <laughs> bring back those very same features so that if you and me decide we want to go there make a trip of it next year, June, for example, we can perhaps experience what life mm. was for her. Mm. We can perhaps be able to be transported to that period when she was banished in Frankfurt. Mm. I mean, it's, it's, it's heartwarming and there's, you know, there are other things as well there. Uh, how much are we able to get of the neighbors, of the people that, I mean, she was protected by the community, wasn't she? And she was very hands-on in that community. I wonder what the experience would have been like if mm. she had not been received the way she was mm. in that community. Remember that Winnie was legend mm. even before then. Mm. Um, but she was banished very deliberately to Brantford because in that area, the only languages that were spoken were Sutu, Swana, mm. and Afrikaans. Now, she, as um, Ibaka, would be fluent in Isikosa. She may have also been fluent in other Nguni languages that she would have spoken when she moved up to um, you know, um, Orlando. But she was banished there because she had to absolutely feel mm, that she isolated. was alone yeah. and isolated. And that was the apartheid government breaking her spirit even further than they had broken her physically. Mm. So... In spite of that, here she goes into a community that initially has been told that do not engage this individual. She is a terrorist wife and she's a terrorist 
in herself for that matter. But as time goes on, because her spirit was such that she was always going to be able to be a leader in her community, she was always going to be able to defy the very same authorities that had placed her in that predicament. That in itself told the story of the leader that she was. And it is because of that that she was able over time to find a home in that community. And in fact, the people of uh, that township are so appreciative that even after Mama has died, even after decades that she has no longer been a resident of that place, that town still gets recognition because at some point had housed and been home to Winima Dikizela Mandela. I would imagine that community members who may have anecdotal stories, maybe pictures, maybe something, would love to maybe donate to the museum. Are you guys the custodians here? Are you the people to go to for anything that people want to hand over? Most certainly, uh, Pamela, and this is such a beautiful, brilliant question because um, there was a time in the past when um, people, or rather a a group of individuals, had, had, you know, it's very sad about us that at times you find an opportunity where we are gifting future generations and gifting future generations about these stories for posterity that someone would say, I have something that mm-hmm. was in that house or belongs and I will give it to you at, at an exorbitant fee at that. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, government is not a money-making entity, but we are the custodians. So, of course, um, you know, even for you, the fact that you your artwork would be displayed in that place, if you have something, anything that you think that would always tell the story of Mama Winnie in that community and you want to donate it to the state, you can do that. But of course, understanding that artists have also to be supported Mm. because they have produced this work. Um, That also is a conversation that is being had at the department on a daily basis. But um, remember, we're talking about periodical pieces. So it's quite likely that, for example, remember um, Makubani, who used to take photographs Mm. of of, of Mamouini, that arrangement as far as the current copyright um, laws are concerned is that an artist would own the work for a lifetime in plus 20 years and thereafter they have the option um, to hand it to the state. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about that sort of artwork. So it's quite complex in that regard. But what I'm trying to say is that we're talking about pieces from a period. We might have a grandmother or grandfather mm-hmm. in that community that says, I have a photograph of her when mm-hmm. she was going to the spaza shop at, in, on the corner. Mm-hmm. In that case, um, come and have the conversation. I think it is not just for the individual that would have experienced that history, but also for the children in that community, for you and me, who each time we go into the Winnie Mandela house um, in Brantford would want to experience it fully because that is the purpose of institutions such as museums, is it not? Good on you, uh, Sanda Makatla, who is uh, the spokesperson at the Department of Arts and Culture as we announce the structure now is almost done. So they're going to now fill in the other little gaps. That's the Winima Dikidala Mandela uh, home in Brantford, which is almost complete as a museum. And very soon they'll be making the big announcement about when you and I can go and visit. 2.30 now. Let's go to the headlines with SABC.